Folks, this week on the Pre-Real Podcast, we're joined by Joshua Smith. For those of you not familiar, Josh is the host of the GSD podcast, uh, GSD Mode, uh, Perfect Storm Software. He's an absolute beast of a agent, coach, consultant, broker, uh, named one of the top 30 agents in America by the Wall Street Journal. His team has transacted over 7,000 homes and $2 billion in real estate. He has built an all-in-one comprehensive CRM and mentorship program. Um, as an owner of a real estate business, I could tell you it was an absolute pleasure to sit and chat with him. A lot of great information. Joshua Smith from GSD this week, guys. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. Uh, I've got a kindred spirit of mine on today, Joshua Smith. We are extremely excited. He is the host of the GSD Podcast. He's the founder of the Real Estate Mastery Bootcamp Coaching Program and the Perfect Storm Software. He's an absolute beast dealmaker, visionary. Really excited to have you on the show with us today, man. Thanks for joining. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited for this, and it's an honor to, honor to be here with you. Yeah, man. So uh, look, let's let's talk to the audience quick a little bit about background. Um, you didn't wake up one day and and just have, you know, all of these systems and tools and this vision in place. Can you talk to the audience a little bit through, uh, you know, how you got into real estate and what that first year was like, although you had a killer first year? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like real estate was never supposed to be the journey, man, for me. You know, I, I grew up in the health club industry. My dad owned and operated gyms for 30 years. Um, he, he retired and sold the gyms that he had owned uh, right when I was finishing high school. And uh, I stayed in that industry, though. And at the age of 23, I made the realization that, look, if I'm going to make good money in this business and be able to hit my financial goals, I got to get into ownership. Well, at that point, I'm going to call his dropout, thousand bucks to my name, you know, and uh, the facility I wanted to go out there and create was going to cost about 800 grand at that time. So um, nobody was going to give me a loan. So then I was like, okay, I need to go bank some capital, man. And I'm like, dude, I love, I love people. I love sales. I love working my ass off. This was 2005 real estate market was just insane as ever. So I'll just jump into real estate, go out there and, and, you know, sell a shit ton of homes and raise the capital that I need at least enough for a down payment, you know, create the facility I want to create. And I always say that uh, very quickly, health and fitness became my passion. Real estate became my obsession. I just saw so many more opportunities, you know, with the real estate business. Um, but it took about, you know, it took a few years before, you know, I hit that discovery. Um, you know, but first year, you know, one, one of the things that I did that really helped me, well, number one, I had the sales and business background, you know, when your father and your parents are entrepreneurs and you get to see the back end and you're used to watching that work ethic and seeing how businesses were ran, you know, and I started selling health club memberships for my dad at the age of 14, you know, so, you know, selling health club memberships, upselling the personal training packages. So, you know, I knew, I mean, I knew how to go out there and sell. And I had, you know, nine years of sales experience before, um, as well as leading teams and whatnot. Um, so when I got into real estate, when I was going into real estate school, I was like, okay, look, I need to come up with a strategy because that's what I was lacking. And it became very obvious in real estate school, they don't teach you shit. <laughs> right? yep. So 
so then I just started interviewing, like going out there and interviewing top producers in the market and seeing if they'd let me take them out to lunch and pick their brains. And so then that way, day one that I started my real estate license where most people are like, okay, got my license. Now let me figure out the fuck to do. Like I knew exactly what to go out there and execute on. I came up with my strategy. I knew what to do. There's still a lot to figure out, but from a, you know, like when it comes to business, dude, it's like, how am I going to go out there and get business? So that was my focus. And, you know, got my first client in four days, sold 48 deals my first year. That led me to hitting a capacity. You know, you and I were talking about this off air, but technology is vastly different today. You know, I mean, like back then it was like, dude, there's no smartphones. There was no scanners. There was none of this stuff. So it took longer to do, you know, do each unit. But, um, you know, that took me, took me to a capacity, hired my first assistant after that year that then, you know, took me to 103 deals. And that led me to starting my team, if you will, you know, and then just kept progressing, you know, from there, you know, to, to where we're at today. So you, you hit on a couple of marks there that I've seen some of the the best of their time get stuck in, and you blew through two of them straight away. So I just want to dive into that piece a bit. You went out and you spoke to other people who have, you know, had been successful and had more success. You're a newbie at that point. You want to talk to people in the industry that are, are crushing and you want to see how they're doing it. Um, and you went out and you, you took the leap and got your first assistant. I've seen so many people get hung up on those two steps. Why did you make, like, was there a mentor? Was there a book? Was it just coming up in the, in the, uh, sales industry on the health club side? Did you just know that these are things you had to do or was there other influences that gave you that kind of push? Yeah. I mean, it was a combination of both. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, at that time, dude, I know I'm dating and aging myself here, but there was no YouTube, there was no podcast. Like, and, and, and at that time too, teams weren't really a thing, you know, yeah. I mean, you, it was pretty much just people had a job in real estate. Right. Um, you know, however, I had developed a lot of teams in, in health and fitness space. So after my father sold his gyms, um, uh, I started working for, um, you know, another operation that was, that was growing pretty rapidly. And, and I was in charge of doing pre-sales for them. So as a, the TIs were going on, you know, I was in the trailer out there, you know, pre-selling memberships and it was like, okay, Hey, sell X amount of memberships. Then when you have this recurring revenue coming in, okay, then I could hire an assistant. Then we got to the next level, you know, and then I could bring on my first sales guy, then my second guy. So, you know, the goal there for me was to, you know, get the membership base to a certain you know standpoint before we open the doors um, and then develop the sales team you know, um, um, get out of sales myself, but then oversee the sales team and sales department and then boom, repeat next location. Right. So, you know, I had a lot of experience with that and I was like, dude, business is business. Sales is sales. You know, instead of, instead of articulating that we're the best facility to help people hit their health and fitness goals, I was just having to articulate that, Hey, I'm the best guy to help guide you from your current living situation to the next living situation. Everything else was essentially the exact same shit, you know? So, um, uh, and then from there though, one thing that I did do is when I first got my real estate license, you know, I didn't care about splits. I wasn't concerned about any of that. I'm like, let me go find the biggest badass that I possibly can find that I want to aspire to go out there and, and you know, create their level of success in this industry. Um, uh, and I found it, you know, I found a dude that was one of the top, not just locally, but one of the top in the country. He was the brokerage owner, plus had his own team. So it worked out great because I was able to learn from him, not have to join his own team because I knew like, look, I couldn't go out there and, and just doing quick math. I was like, I can't go out there and earn the income I need to get this down payment flying solo. Like I'm going to need to delegate. 
Um, but I was able to you know, position myself in his umbrella, under his umbrella as the, you know, with the brokerage, and then get his guidance and mentorship, you know, because that were quite a lot of questions that I had, you know, right, of, okay, when I hired this first assistant, like I knew I, I knew I was at a capacity and, you know, needed that first assistant, but what are the best strategic, you know, delegation items to delegate off to that assistant, you know, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, he was able to help guide me, you know, through a lot of that stuff as well. But did you like literally take pen to paper and, and write out kind of a business plan? I need to prospect X amount of people based on an anticipated close rate of Y to generate X revenue in order for me to, to scale? Or was it just you kind of ripped it and ripped it? Yeah, no. I mean, in the very beginning, it was, okay, um, my like I had my lead gen strategy, my lead follow-up strategy, but what I didn't know was what my conversion rates were going to be. Now I knew the importance of, you know, data and tracking and all of that from the gym business. Cause that was, you know, we ran it as a business, you know, um, you know, it, it's funny. A lot of people think of when you work at a gym, it's just, you know, working out and having fun and, and, but no dude, it's like, there's so many days I didn't even step outside of tours that, you know, like you have your KPIs and numbers to hit every single day. And, you know, uh, with that. So, um, but I didn't know what my numbers were going to be until I had my own sample size of data, you know? Um, so at, in the beginning, it was just like, Hey man, I'm going to do as many open houses as humanly possible. So just start off with one a day. Um, um, but paying attention to that data, you know, okay. Hey, is it, you know, one out of 20, what are those numbers looking like? Um, so then very quickly it became predictable. Um, you know, but I just like my strategy in the beginning was, you know, okay, I'm going to get in the office every day at 5 a.m. Between 5 a.m. and noon, I'm going to get all of my lead follow-up done, all my paperwork done, anything that's kind of busy office work stuff that I need to get done. And then from noon to 7 p.m. every single day was going to be pounding the pavement time. Now, of course, I had what those buckets were going to be for pounding the pavement, but if I couldn't get an open house, it wasn't, oh, let me just go twiddle my fucking thumbs. It was, okay, well, here were the backup activities that I had in place. You know, so like, dude, Home, Home Depot parking lot, man, like a cleaned house, you know, just, just going out there and hand it, you know, I was like, okay, hey, I don't have an open house here. I'm going to go like, if, if what's that backup strategy? Okay, I'm going to go to Home Depot parking lot, hand out at least 100 cards and have 100 conversations. You know, okay, if that wasn't a place like what's that next thing? What's that next thing? So I always had kind of reserves, you know, um, but then it gets quickly, you start getting really busy. Well, then it takes away from your ability to be able to do those things. So I'm like, okay, like in order for me to continue to scale, I've got to be able to focus on more money-making activities. So that's at the point where I knew I needed to hire that assistant. So folks, Joshua and his team have sold over 7,000 homes, over 2 billion in real estate. He was named the top 30 realtors in America by the journal. You want to know how? Right there. There is no substitute for hard work and being intentional, man, that, you know, we talk to agents all the time. And especially today, we find that people are kind of looking for that secret sauce or that one ingredient that's going to put them over the edge. And, and that's the, the piece that they're missing. And if they go from one brokerage to another, they're going to find that that special piece. And, and certainly the right brokerage will give you uh, better tools and mentorship and support, but you've got to be disciplined, folks. You've got to you've got to love the absolute grind. Uh, you know we've we've had some comments over the years, Josh, where one in, in particular attorney at a closing uh, passed the check across the table and you know looked at the number and scoffed and went, oh, you know, really? How many calls did you make to earn that check? 
And my response, of course, was, well, we're hiring. If you want to be an agent, you know, you're an attorney, so <laughs> yeah. you're licensed automatically. If it's that easy, why don't you come on board? But what people don't see is this. Up yeah. at 5 a.m. from 5 to 12 every day, putting in the work to prospect, then 12 to 7 working on conversion. That's what it's about, folks. You need a system. You need the tools. But you've got to have the passion and the drive. And in this business, it is the skies really are the limit. You really can get as much out of this business as you want, but you've got to put the friggin' work in. And yep. that's just missing from so many equations. And you see a lot of programs and coaching and uh, they don't talk about that piece. And I love that you shared that. Like there's no secret thing here. You've got to go out and grind and you got to hustle. So you're 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 going from literally no experience at all to taking the steps, finding the mentor mentors, joining the right team, hiring assistants, scaling two billion dollars later in sales. Where did technology and disruption and CRM, where did that start to become either a pinch point for you or how did that make its way into your world and, and now you, you own a, 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 essentially a software company. Uh, where did that start to, to bump up against your progress? Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, the CRM was, was very fast for me, man. Now I couldn't afford one in the beginning. Um, you know, cause when I jumped into this industry, dude, like I just burned the boats, burned the ships. Like I was doing credit card cash advances just to make it. Now I was 23 years old, not married, no kids. So, you know, today at 41 with three kids <laughs> You know, like I, I have to, you know, allocate risk differently today. Um, you know, but at that time in my life, it was like a time I could be risky. Um, you know, uh, but uh, so I went and talked to one of the local title companies into paying for my CRM. Now back, I don't know if they can do that now today with RESPA laws, but RESPA was a lot more relaxed, you know, back then. But it was like a, at the time, I don't know, 15 bucks a month. It was wise agent, you know, and that that's, you know, where I started. Because again, just from my you know, history of sales and so much prospecting and, and follow up. Um, uh, you know, I just knew the importance of it, you know, so um, fortune is in the follow up, man. It's just how it goes, dude. And, and you know, working on those skill sets. So right out of the gate, um, you know, I started with the CRM. Um, and then, you know, that expanded because then it was like, you know, and I don't know what the capabilities are today. But at that point, it was it was OK. It was good enough for me to manage my business. But then when I started my team, it created some complexities that, you know, we needed to upgrade that system and upgrade to the next, you know, um, but I would say, you know, so CRM's always been an important component. And look, dude, like, I don't care if I have to use spreadsheets for a CRM. It's just, you got to have something, yep. you know, where you can keep these. And, and if you need to use Google Sheets to start there, just start there. Um, but, you know, technology started really becoming huge in about what, 2012, 2013, you know, um, um, and for me, where that really came apart as far as far as like, um, you know, really getting into digital marketing, you know, um, was I was spending an insane amount of money with uh, when I say insane, I guess it wasn't too much. It was, it was about 15 grand a month between, you know, Zillow and Trulia. Yeah. And, and our ROI was really good at the time. Right. Um, uh, but then all of a sudden, one day I come in the office and they're like, look, man, we decided to change the way that we bill. They used to charge us per click. Now they went into this per impressions and they tried to sell it like it looked pretty. Um, uh, but my cost per lead went from like 14 bucks to $47 per lead overnight. And I realized at that point, I'm like, holy shit, dude, I'm very vulnerable here. So at that point, I committed to never 
relying on third parties to generate my business for me. So then I was like, okay, let me go out there and master Google pay-per-click. Let me go out there. Now that's been replaced with Facebook and YouTube and other things. You know, not that Google pay-per-click isn't effective, but I get a much better ROI in other spots. You know, now it, like I still, you know, we still do Zillow today. We, you know, it, it, they only have Zillow flex in our, our market today, but I'm not going to allow myself to be reliant on those, you know? Um, so then at that point it was, you know, um, um, you know, continuing, I, like, dude, we got to be able to go out there and fish, man. So it, it wasn't always just butterflies and rainbows, right? You know, oh, I, dude, I've had so many fucking shit storms, dude. Yeah, you, you you shared some things uh, in the the, the, the pre-show exchange, folks. Always the teams go back and forth about things that we could talk about. Uh, and you always didn't look like this shredded, handsome, you know, full of energy guy ready to go take on the world. Uh, are you comfortable talking a little bit about that journey? Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. So uh, you lost 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what had happened, dude, is, you know, I talked about growing up in the gym business and, you know, in, in my younger years, it's like high school years and junior high, you know, whatever. I mean, I was, you know, very athletic, um, you know, wrestler. And then in high school, I started competing in bodybuilding, did compete in the Teenage Mr. Michigan, you know, so, um, you know, I was in pretty damn good shape. And then when I started college, like I only went to college because my girlfriend was going to college. I was like, well, shit, I had some insecurities of, okay, she goes off to college. I don't go like this thing's probably not going to work. I want to make this work, you know, but then after about a year of, of going to college, I realized, at least for me, I was like, dude, this is, this is for the birds, man. Like this is, this like, this, this is a joke, you know, it's just a feeling, internal feeling that I had. Now, again, I know today, a lot of people have a different feeling about college, but back then, you know, it was, uh, you know, perceived that, you got done high school, you went to college, you got a good job, otherwise you weren't going to make it. And, and, you know, I had a lot of people against me when I dropped out. And um, uh, anyway, though, there were, there's just several things in my life that just kind of started spiraling out of control. And, and, and to the core of it, I just allowed myself to adopt a victim, victimhood mindset, where I was just blaming every, you know, all these outside circumstances. And I allowed myself to slip into pretty deep depression, where, you know, I, I, when I say deep depression, you know, I mean, I was contemplating committing suicide, you know, multiple times throughout the day, each and every day to my lowest moment where I planned it out, was going to get ready to go execute on it. And then that's what scared the living shit out of me. It's just that I allowed myself to get to that deep of a point. It freaked the absolute hell out of me. And at that point, I decided, man, I got to fucking make some changes here. I got to figure this thing out. So then I was like, okay, well, what's the opposite of depression? So then that, you know, that depression led to the weight gain, because I go from eating, you know, two chicken breasts and, and, you know, six ounces of broccoli to now eating two double whoppers with cheese. Like, I just didn't give a shit. I was drunk every day by noon. I didn't care. It, like, it, you know, so, so, you know, I lost my health very, very fast. Um, you know, but then I started assessing, okay, if I want to solve this thing, if I'm serious about this, you know, if I want to, you know, overcome this, this depression that I'm experiencing, well, what's the opposite of depression? It's fulfillment. Okay, well, what do I need to do to become fulfilled? I didn't know. I couldn't, I was like, fuck, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything, you know, right. Um, I put a, you know, quite a bit of thought into this, man. I've always been pretty introverted and, and, you know, somebody that spends a lot of time with myself, my own thoughts. And, but then I was like, okay, let me identify the areas of my life that I'm most unhappy with that. I have a high level of confidence that if I can overcome these things and solve these things, I think it would put me in a better mental state. Um, and those two things were I was sick and tired of being broke as a joke. Um, and I was sick and tired of being morbidly obese and fat and barely, barely able to get up a flight of stairs without being winded. 
you know, so I created a plan for those two things. And that's what, you know, led me to jumping back into sales because I actually took a temporary break from sales, went and worked at a hospital. And um, uh, so that got me back into sales, which led me into real estate. Um, and then I just started getting extremely intentional with, with, you know, my health and fitness journey again. Uh, my heaviest was 276 pounds and I'm 5'10", so I'm not super tall, you know. Um, so, you know, I've lost over 100 pounds now, kept it off, you know, well over, you know, what, decade and a half now or so um, and just turned things around, man, you know overcame, you know, substance addiction, you know, my battles with alcohol and, you know, all of those things on this journey, you know, so I look at this of like, look, I'm not on a real estate journey. I'm just on a success journey. You know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, what, you know why do you keep doing this? You don't need to keep doing this. And I'm like, look, to me, it's all about when I look in the mirror, who's that human being? Like, what's that person looking back at me when I'm staring at that person, staring that person in the eyes, am I proud of who I see and who I've become? And, and I still have a long way to go of that. Doesn't mean that I'm not proud of you know, the things that I've overcome and the accolades and the successes, but I know I have so much further to go, you know, and to me, it's just, it's just that internal, that it's just an internal game, dude, you know, for me. So uh, you experienced this uh, just doing some, you know, backward numbers here. You experienced this several years into your career where you had these setbacks and uh, I, I, I appreciate you sharing it because it's, uh, I'm an introvert also. Uh, in fact, the reason I'm doing this show and have been doing it for the last several years is because I, I absolutely was petrified to speak um, outside of my comfort zone. And my comfort zone was just this little narrow spot in real estate uh, and in social situations, something I still struggle with mightily. This was my way of kind of putting it out there and saying, okay, it's time to grow. Um, and people don't see that, right? People see the other side. They see our successes and they see our wins and they don't understand like you're fucking not alone. Like we've, we've almost all of us that have had success in this business. And I'm sure it's across all businesses. We've had the same struggles. We've all been there. We've all battled demons and it's never too late. It's never over. You can always make that decision in that moment that, you know what, I'm going to just be a little bit better tomorrow than I was today and start turning things around. So I really appreciate you sharing that stuff because. Yeah, dude, it's, it's important, man, because I mean, that, you know, I realized very, very quickly that the vast majority of our industry is full of shit. And I get it and I understand it. And, you know, it's more sales. We want to go out there and portray this image. You know, perception is more important than reality. And there's a, in, you know, an ego element where, you know, there's a sense of shame or embarrassment, you know, talking about your struggle. So I, I, I battle with all those things too. But one day I got sick and tired of it, man. I was like, you know, I was getting asked to go out there and, you know, because I mean, by the time I was 25, dude, I was doing over seven figures a year in real estate, you know, and before I was 30, you know, I was voted 30 top realtor in America by the Wall Street Journal. And I was, you know, winning all these awards and accolades. And I was asked to go speak on all these stages and people would be like, oh, Joshua Smith, you know, did you know, whatever, two, 2.5 million last year. And, you know, all of this, and they, you know, introduce me, make me sound bigger than life when I come on stage, which was very kind of them. But in my head, I'd be like, yeah, but what all these motherfuckers don't know is I'm a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt right now. Yeah. I'm making a lot of top line revenue, but I'm spent, you know, like I, I didn't have my, you know, it took me a long time to learn. Like I was spending as fast as I was making it, man. And some of those were, were, you know, bad business decisions, but a lot of those were just, bad personal decisions, you know, just thinking that that faucet wasn't going to stop. And, you know, um, um, but I, I just felt like such a, 
such a fraud, dude. You know, I just got sick of it, man. I just like, so one day I was just like, dude, I'm just going to start being honest about this shit, man. Of uh, you know, all of this stuff. Like, you know, people are like, oh man, you're, you're such a mental champion. You're so disciplined. I'm like, yeah, but what you don't know is like, I used to be one of the weakest motherfuckers that you've ever met mentally, physically, you know, whatever. And I had to battle my own demons, you know, and, and, and it was hard to come out with this stuff. Um, but then what I realized once I did, I, I just personally couldn't do it anymore, man. I was just like, cause again, I felt like such a charlatan. Um, um, but then dude, it, it, what happened is man, it just so, so many people started reaching out to me just of like, Oh my, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I get dozens of messages a day, way more about that than I do people asking me about what to actually do of, you know, just how that's helped inspire them to whatever it may be, man, what, whether it's with alcohol or substance addiction or, you know, weight loss or, or turning their financial situation around. Um, you know, I didn't expect that when I, you know, started being transparent about this. Um, but a lot of greats come out of that. I think, like you said, man, we all, we, I mean, different magnitudes of the struggles, but, you know, we're human beings having this life experience and we typically experience, you know, the same shit. Yeah. And, and mindset to me, you can have all the systems in the world. They amount to Jack diddly squat. If you don't have the right mindset. And uh, again, when you're in that state, I was there. Uh, you feel really alone. You believe that you're the only person and you feel like a fraud and you feel like there's no way out of this. And you get, for me, it, it, the, the analogy I use is it, it got to a point one day where <clears throat> I couldn't pick the boulder up again. I woke up that day and I just said, I can't fucking do this one more day. I cannot pick this thing up and strap it to my back and just go. And that's where things turn for me. So again, I really appreciate you sharing that side of it. I think it's so important that people hear and understand that, you know, Joshua wasn't hatched as this fucking epic crush monster. Uh, he went through his journey also. Let's talk about get shit done mode. Uh, talk about the brand. What are you offering? What are some of the things you're most excited about? Yeah, dude. So, you know, the podcast started where, um, you know, I... I with the successes that I was having in my real estate business, you know, I, I very quickly got to the point where people were reaching out to me to allow them to take me out to lunch to pick my brain. Right. And, and I'm one that, you know, I, like I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have so many amazing people that were willing to share advice and pour into me at a point where there was nothing that I could do to add value to their life. And they chose to add value to mine, you know? So I've always felt a, a kind of a deep, you know, um, uh, obligation to go out there and repay that, you know, pay it forward, if you will, or however you want to look at that uh, with that. So, you know, but then it got to a point where man, my, my growth just kept accelerating, but also, you know, more awards, more accolades, more people reaching out. And I just got to the point where I couldn't sustain it. It was like, dude, I had to make a decision of, you know, like, like it was hard enough just getting all my work done and seeing my family on a daily basis. And I just couldn't, couldn't respond and go out there and do all these things with all these people. So then I, you know, just started saying, okay, hey, man, just send me your question. I, you know, I can't have you take me out to lunch, but do this. Send me your question. I'll record a video. I'll toss it on YouTube. Now you can have it. You can have it forever. You can keep watching it. Um, and then it might help out other people. You know, so before I actually started GSD Mode Podcast, I mean, I released hundreds of, of videos of doing this. And, um, um, you know, that then just led into, you know, other things, man, where I started liking creating the content and, you know, um, uh, so I just started to, you know, then, hey, let me turn this podcast into a thing, you know, so about eight years ago, 
you know, launched the GSD mode podcast to get shit done mode podcast where, you know, focuses, you know, real estate, entrepreneurship and, and health and fitness. So kind of, you know, three focuses there. Um, and that led into other things too, right? It was okay after um, uh, about 10 years of building my own real estate business, I got to the point where I built it into a true business or what I deemed to be a true business, meaning I was able to exit from production operations. I replaced myself with a CEO. So now here I am. I'm like, I'm used to working 80 hours a week and now I'm not working on board. Like, what the hell else am I going to do? <laughs> well, you know, at that time, I had so many people, you know, reaching out, asking if I'd coach them. And it was just always, nah, dude, I'm busy building my own business. You know, so then I'm like, okay, what's that next move I'm going to make? Well, man, I love, love work. You know, like I love the B2B side of this business. I'm damn good at it. Um, um, there's demand there. So let me start a coaching business, you know? So then I launched that as, is my next thing. And then as I start doing the coaching business, you know, I have an abundance of, of real estate professionals reaching out to me saying, Hey, I want to use the systems and the software that you use, but man, I can't afford the $1,500 a month systems. So I went out there and trying to solve their problems. I realized, man, nothing's been created for the individual agent out there. That's affordable. That's an all-in-one system. Yeah. I couldn't find, like, I didn't want to, I, I, I never plan on getting into software, um, but again, didn't exist out there. There was demand. Um, and it's something that I was, uh, you know, good at. So went out there and created my own software company. In the beginning, it was, you know, just an individual agent product. Now it's more I mean, we have, you know, brokerages with hundreds of agents that, that are using our play. And so it's, you know, individual agent, team leader and broker owner, but that came out of demand too. It wasn't, you know, wasn't necessarily intentional. Right. Um, you know, and then that's led into other things, franchising, other things that we're now doing today, you know, um, I don't know if that answers your question. I kind of forgot what your original question is, but yeah, that's what we're up to now today. Yeah, the original question was about the brand and what what are we doing in the brand. So that that directly answers it. Um, the the CRM piece really jumped out at me because this is something that we have struggled with since since Jump Street. I started in the business in the '90s, the late '90s, and. I, the difference between a workflow today and a workflow back then, it, it could not be more opposite. Uh, I didn't grow up uh, with an iPhone in my hand, but I had the benefit of learning the old school tactics and coming up through the tech piece where I was still young enough to kind of adapt and, and listen and, and learn. And I love that you're solving for what to me has been the biggest challenge is the CRMs. There are so many programs and it's painfully obvious that they're built by programmers that don't have practical experience in the day of an agent, yeah. right? There's so many things you got to click and add and subtract and file and note and reminders that all of those things are essential, by the way, but a real estate mind thinks differently than a programmer's mind. And it felt like all of the platforms, even the best platforms, were built by a programmer without the influence of a master deal maker like yourself. Yeah. And the, the great part about it is, you know, like I'm I'm, you know, not just the owner of the company, I'm also our biggest client. You know, yeah. so so it's like, you know, like we're using it every single day to build our businesses. So, you know, we're seeing okay, where the improvement pieces need to be and you know, and, and to your point, man, it's like, you know, other CRMs I've used in the past, it's like, man, it would take me three or four times longer to, to clear up my daily task queue, you know, just because of a, of a, of a simple, you know, setup of, 
you know, hey, like, let, let me have this contact record. I can do everything in that contact record. I can see the task. I can update the task, do what I need to do, and then just click a button to go to the next. You know, it's like every other state, like how to back out, go into yep. here, go into here. And, and just those little tiny things that people don't understand unless you're in it, you know, day in and day out. And, you know, um, uh, and our focus has been, you know, because one of my issues with systems is next thing you know, you got 10 different systems, you know, is you know, and there's really no really truly all in one system, you know, so I'm like, man, let's build a system where we can do everything inside that system where we can, you know, manage and work all of our transactions, we can, you know, have our sim work all of our leads, all of our clients, all of our past clients, all of our sphere of influence, you know, plus manage our websites and all our digital marketing, you know, so front end, back end, you know, all of that. And, and with today's era that we're in, in this digital landscape, dude, it's so important to, you know, know that tracking component. You know, so it's like, like, not only do I know that this came in from a Facebook ad or a YouTube, you know, ad or whatever, I can know exactly which specific ad, which specific video, which, you know, all that becomes so important as digital marketing landscape to maximize cost per acquisition. It's, it's everything, man, you're, you're hitting on, again, as a, a, someone who came up as a deal maker, the frustration points. And if you're not incredibly intentional and incredibly disciplined it becomes very easy to use that as an excuse to not prospect the right way, to not follow up with the leads the right way, to not track the ads and A-B test and do all of those things. And as agents, we're not necessarily great at that, but providing a system that solves for all of those things allows you to be what you, you do best, right? We want to keep deal makers making deals. Marketers market and, and Programmers program, deal makers make deals, and it sounds like that's precisely what the the software does. Um, where can people learn the most? Uh, do you have like all of the the coaching and the CRM? Is that all available for people in one spot? Yeah, yeah, they can go to gsdmode.com, which is the hub, you know, right where that you know access to the, where the podcast is at, which we have about three thousand or so you know podcast releases over the years. Um, a lot of free resources on there too, but then if they want to check out Perfect Storm, you know, um, they can you know do that right there on the site or go to perfectstormdemo.com um, and check out, learn more about the coaching on there. Yeah, and one thing to your point of of the CRM is I look at it a lot. Like my my experience in the gym business has helped a lot with a lot of this business, man. Of you know, it's like look, you go into this gym, you want to get in shape, you go into this gym. It's an amazing facility. It's got all the things that you need inside there. You know, but you don't know how to use the equipment. You don't know the right strategy to deploy, you know. Um, so, you know, one thing that we found, because I'm going to say like, dude, like we, you know, we, sometimes it takes, you know, a few few runs at it to get it right. You know, um, in the very beginning, man, we had very high churn. And I was like, well, why, why are we having this high churn? Well, I realized, dude, it's like, it doesn't matter how good the system is if people don't know exactly how to use the system, you know? So then from there, I got really intentional of, okay, I'm already doing all this stuff in my business. Like all, you know, having all the campaigns, you know, pre-built out. I mean, all my thousand day email text strips and for all these different detours, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've already spent, you know, years and years and years split testing these and the best messaging campaigns. Let me figure out a way to get these all built in the system where any of our clients can just ad adopt them if they choose to, you know, but then from there, you've realized that again, it's not just about providing the tech. It's like, dude, if you don't have the training and coaching component along with that, you know, so like each one of our clients, it's like, okay, like making sure everything's set up the way they need it for their business. So, you know, very hands-on and making sure they have all the right campaigns in place. They have all the right, you know, everything's set up. So now they can just get in there and start using it and know how to utilize it. 
you know, um, but then, you know, ongoing, you know, we do, you know, like I personally do, you know, two hours of weekly live training, you know, where everybody has access to me, like all of our customers have direct access to me. You know, so I, I found that if you don't have that kind of coaching and training component, you know, along with the software, it's like, it just, it, man, the, it, you know, wh why, why is churn high, right? Because people weren't having success with it, you know, right? So if we, you yeah. know, see, you know, now our churn's very low, you know, because of those factors. So the attrition rates on even uh, the quote unquote best uh, platforms out there are astronomical because people don't have that support. It's very frustrating when you don't have that other side of it to teach you how to use the, the platform. So are you guys coaching and is your platform built for a newbie or uh, someone that's kind of hit capacity and looking for scale brokers, everyone yeah, in between? All, all of the above, man. Um, you know, we have, you know, so if you look at like, okay, my whole entire business, my real estate business operates on that system. There's 114 of us. And that's a combination of, of agents and, and recruiters and admin and managers, you know? Um, so whether you're an individual agent, we've structured our pricing for that too. You know, we're about a fifth of the cost of our, our, you know, competitors out there, you know, when it comes to that, but it's a, you know, a charge per seat and there's a cap with that, you know, um, um, you know, I can't tell you how many clients that we have come on that were paying 2,500 a month for this system. Our system's only 199 a month, you know, but then it's, you know, 25 bucks for each agent user sure. that they add. Admin are, are all free, um, you know, for that. So, yeah, I mean, it can be whatever level that you're at, man. It's, it's, um, you know, because that's important, man. You got to be able to, because that was one of the three frustrations I had was, okay, this system would work good, but then I got to the next level. Well, then I'd have to keep upgrading my systems because it no yeah. longer worked. It's like, okay, you need systems that can, you can grow with, you know, inside your business. You know, and then the cool part too is with our, with our clients, I'm able to give them guidance on, you know, how to go out there and grow their brokerage, how to go out there and grow their teams. And, you know, they have daily access to me. So, so that, that's uh, probably the biggest challenge is, is scale, scaling the yep. right way. Uh, and I love the idea that the system is built to allow you to go through those processes from literally a newbie all the way up through, you know, if anyone's hitting your levels, I think that, you know, let that be their biggest complaint, <laughs> right? So, yeah. uh, look, man, this has been uh, a great conversation. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on. You're, you're an inspiration. The podcast rocks. It's absolutely outstanding. Packed, 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 folks, with great info. Um Best place for people to find everything. We're going to point them to gsdmo.com. Yep, yep, gsdmo.com. That's kind of the hub, or you can find me. You know, whether it's YouTube, any social media platform, uh, uh, just Joshua Smith GSD. So, or you can Google links. Joshua Smith GSD. You'll find me everywhere. So, yeah, all the links always, folks, will be down below in the show notes. Uh, man, I really appreciate the time. This was great. Yeah, it's been an honor, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks. Be well. All uh, right. As always, folks, please stay safe.